All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there talking to motivated sellers, they're finding deals, but they're unsure of how to comp these properties and how to determine what they are worth or what the ARV is. There's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to find the after repair values. Now, we all know that in order to make a great offer on a property, you have to start with the end in mind, meaning you really should know the ARV or the after repair value of the property before you can discount it and subtract your repairs and or wholesale fee to get your perfect offer amount. Well, if you're like me and you're not a licensed real estate agent, it's difficult to get access to your local MLS without asking your agent or bugging your buddies who are licensed all the time to run those comps for you and generate those estimated values. Well, not to worry. There's a company out there that can grant you MLS access to view and comp properties nationwide. I want you guys to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash comps, and you can even get a free 14-day trial to test it out for yourself. Now, not only can you use this company to get comps and generate ARVs for these deals that you're finding, but you can also use it to help you find out how much the property owner owes on the property so you're not overpaying. Did I mention that you can use this company to also pull lists of motivated sellers? When I do marketing, I'm looking for vacants, absentee owners, high equity, pre-foreclosure, and many, many more reasons that the owner might be motivated. These guys can help you generate these lists so you can market them accordingly. I like, the, I like to mail them and also skip trace them so my team can call or text them. Again, if you're having problems getting comps, I want you guys to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash comps to get access to a 14-day free trial so you can run your own MLS comps and even use this company to pull your own list of motivated sellers. I use them to run my comps and to pull my list. If you're not using them, you are absolutely missing out. So check them out today dpipodcast.com forward slash comps for more information. Welcome back to season two of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, David Dodge, my partner, Mike Slane. My co-host is in the field today buying us some houses. I've already ran three miles today and looked at two houses. It's early. I'm ready to rock. So I was at an event recently. It was an event that Max Maxwell was hosting and there was breakout sessions. And in one of the breakouts, um, a gentleman by the name of Steve Trang was giving um, a talk about running seller appointments. And I approached Steve 
and we became friends, and now I have Steve on my episode. So welcome, everybody. Steve Trink. Steve, how are you today, my man? I'm doing good, doing good. Thank you for having me on your show. Hey, thanks for coming. We have a growing audience of listeners and viewers, and it's all things real estate, man, unscripted. So let's jump in. Steve, when I had met you at the event, there was, how many people was at that event? Do you even know? Over a thousand. Over a thousand. Over a thousand. It was a massive group of people, massive. And there was breakout sessions, which, which I loved. And I saw, you know, your topic about talking to the motivated sellers and running the appointments and building rapport. And I've been doing this full time for four years. And I'm pretty good at it. Last year, we bought 98 houses, done wow, awesome. wholesale deals. Um, and I just wrote a book, right? So I'm pretty good at it, but I am always looking to go learn new things. I also have a had given a presentation in, in the breakout and I was intrigued by some of the things that you were saying. However, a lot of the audience at the event was, was new, you know, newbies. They hadn't done deals or they had only done a couple of deals and we all start there. So that's okay. I wasn't upset about that at all. However, you weren't really able to get through that presentation because of all the questions that came through. So I wanted to bring you on the show and, um, you know, run through what you were teaching at the event. So this should be easy for you, but also yeah. talk about another of an, an, an upcoming event that you are going to be throwing to, to kind of break this down on a more granular level. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to go over right now, we're going to go over, I would consider the most important part of the, uh, uh, of our process. Uh, you know, there's like six different steps of it, but we're going to go over the most important part. Okay, um, let's do it, man. Let's uh, jump in. Today. Um, and then when we do the workshop, we'll talk more about the workshop later on, but the workshop, we're going to go over like the entire process. Right. Uh, but yeah. So when, so, so when we, uh, so at the event, what was the name of the talk that you were given? Is it the, was it the perfect seller appointment? The perfect did, seller appointment. Okay, cool. Awesome. So if you are new to real estate investing, Steve is going to talk about running what we like to call the perfect seller appointment. Steve, you have the floor, my man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, this is something that I came across last year um, by pure happenstance because uh, I have a, a couple of buddies that also buy houses and they're like, hey, why don't you just come hang out with us? Uh, we all hang out in this spot. at uh, It's called Sandler uh, Salesforce. So it's like, okay, let me go check it out. And as I'm going into it, I was like, wow, it's this approach to talking to homeowners is completely different. And so my biggest struggle is, you know, my background a little bit, I, I'm a former engineer, so I tend to be too intellectual. I don't really do a lot of the feeling stuff, and I think maybe that was growing up uh, in an in a Asian family, right? If you, if you, if you cried, you got beat, right? It was how fast that I could take the belt off. Man, that's, so, uh, that's aggressive. <laughs> so, but that's the way it was growing up. So, you know, we don't, we don't do a lot with the feeling stuff, and I'm definitely more intellectual in general. So like when I meet with a person, it's like, here's our situation or here's our offer. Here's our offer for the house. And that's kind of it. Right. It's like, right. take it or leave it. And, yeah. and what ended up happening a lot was that I talk about numbers. I talk about the process. There'd be a lot of talking and the very end, we always got, I got, it. let me think it over. And yeah. this right yeah. changing the way you approach the appointment will drastically change the outcome. So if you look at the, uh, if you're meeting with a homeowner, the ideal best case scenario is yes, we come to terms, we got a contract. That's the very best case. Number two, for you new, newer guys, the second best possible outcome is a no. Because a no means there's no wasted follow-up time, there's no checking in, there's no, hey, what's going on? A no is a no. And 
one of the worst things you can do uh, as a salesperson is have this unrealistic pipeline, right? Like you got this list of homeowners like, oh, that's going to close, that's going to close, this is follow-up, this is follow-up. You got all your B's and C clients, and real, realistically, they're not B and C clients. They're dead. They just haven't told you yet. Right. So the worst possible case is think it over, which is where a lot of my world was uh, not too long ago. So um, for the people that were uh, uh, are listening right now, you know, you got to think about how many times have you had a homeowner in the very beginning of the appointment say, well, what's your price? What's your cash offer? And if you tell them right there in the very beginning, you're getting kicked out, right? Like, I right. can't take Typically, that. that's the case, yes. Yeah, right? So um, there's that, or you run through the whole thing, and you get, oh, okay, well, let me think it over. Or the other thing you can have is they'll think it over, and after they told you they want to think it over, you follow back up with them. It's like, oh, you're going with somebody else. Right. And you'd rather find out right then and there they're going to go with somebody else, because then at least you can fight it and maybe still get a win out of it versus finding out later on, oh, you never had a shot, but they told you they want to think it over and then you lost. Sure. Uh, so uh, one of the other things too is if you're running it to think it over, it's 100% your fault. Uh, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Uh, Darren Hardy is a great idol of mine. And one of the things he says is you get what you tolerate. So if you're- You get what you tolerate. I mean, that's, that's true. Yeah, I love that. Right. If you're allowing people to walk all over you, guess what's going to keep happening? People are going to keep walking all over you. If you allow people to be late, they're going to keep showing up late, right? If you run a business, if you allow your employees to be late, <laughs> what's going to happen every week? They're yeah, gonna be late they're gonna, I mean, we have a, a, an employee right now that it's funny that you bring that up. We only require her to work six hour days. We don't care necessarily when because yeah. we know we can't count on her time, but we love <laughs> her, the job she does. We're like right. six hours, you get your six in a day. It's funny. Right. So, uh, so the, the, uh, for how this applies to us is if you're allowing a homeowner to say, I want to think it over, you're going to keep getting, I want to think it over. Uh, so this approach, this approach works great. If you want to be able to troubleshoot with your team afterwards, or even yourself on the sales calls or the physical appointments, if you want to figure out where it's going wrong, having a structured system helps you with that. Um, if you're the great, if you're an awesome closer, cause Let's just face it. Some of us are naturally born great closers and others aren't. So if you're a right. natural closer, but your team's not, this is another thing that you can do to help them step it up. However, this process is not so great if you'd like to fly by the seat of your pants. So if you want consistency, it's great to follow the system. If you just want to go and kind of wing it, because there are some people that just like to wing it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like consistency. Let's, I yeah. love it. Let's jump it's in. Tell us what the perfect seller appointment looks like. Okay. Well, before we go into the perfect seller appointment, let's just talk about what's wrong with today's system. Okay. Right? Cool. So today's system, uh, when you walk into a homeowner's house, the first thing they do is they lie to you, they steal your time, they steal your information, <laughs> they mislead you, and then they hide from you. And it's this brutal. Intrigued me at the event. I'm listening to this, and then there was about 45 minutes of qu random questions. I'm like, yeah. what? What's the? <laughs> All right, go on. I love it because you are so right. That's exactly what they're gonna do. Right. I just mentioned. It's brutal, right? It, but it's also brutally honest. So, uh, you know, one of my favorite TV shows was House, and uh, you know, if you guys haven't watched it, it's this really bitter doctor, and no matter what you've told him, your symptoms work. He's like it doesn't matter and he would just disregard it because what he said is that everybody lies. Maybe not intentionally, but everybody lies. Right. And so what are some of those lies? 
the, the best example I have is I, I used to do a lot of pay-per-click marketing, right? And the pay-per-click marketing was I'll buy your house, close in three days, all cash. Okay. And then I would, they, they would fill out the form. I would call them. And the first thing they'll say is, Oh, I'm not in a rush. <laughs> right. We do pay-per-click marketing. Yeah. I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a hurry. Right. I got time. You hear this ridiculous. Why the hell are you cooking in my ad then? <laughs> why do you want yeah. to sell your house for cash then? Right. Right. Uh, or the other thing too is I don't know why, but this has happened to me a lot. I don't know if this happens to other people, but if you're the only person coming, uh, I got, I'm talking to six, seven other investors. Oh yeah. But if they got multiple investors coming, like, Oh yeah, you're the only one we're talking to. Why are you lying to me? Right. <laughs> Just tell me the truth. So, so I'm going to say something real quick because I don't want to take away from, from what you're saying, but we, I went on an appointment this morning and I sent this guy a contract yesterday, but it was from one of my um, acquisition managers. Like I was sending it on his behalf and the, the offer was, was 50,000 or, you know, we originally offered 45, came up to 50. So I go out there on behalf of one of my acquisition managers who had something else to do today to help him. And I get there. So this guy doesn't know that, I'm with the same company that he's dealing with already. And he's like, yeah, yeah, take a look around, you know, 53 and it's yours, 53 and it's yours. And I'm like, I, do you not realize like I'm with the guy that sent you the offer for 50 already? They just, everyone's lying all the time. And I'm like, I already have this under contract with you at 50 and you're telling me 53. It's funny. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead. That's today. Today. So today. That the other thing too is that we, you know, we're, we're putting a lot of blame and a lot of, you know, angst on on the homeowner. But in reality, just think about every single one of us, right? Like, let's just say right now, I was going to check out, um, you know, a skip tracing service, and I go on the website and I fill it out, and they call me. What's the first thing I say? Oh, I was just looking. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. The word just as bad. Um, or if you walk into an Apple store to buy an iPhone, and you're like, guys, I can't help. It's like, oh. I'm just looking. You want to go buy a freaking iPhone, but you want to be left alone, right? And that's right. we do the exact thing. We're just as bad. Um, and I like to tell a story about my little girl. She's eight now, but when she before she even turned two, we walked into H and M in Scottsdale, and the lady's like, "Can I help you?" And she said, "Go away." <laughs> <laughs> because that's the brutal truth, right there. That's the brutal truth because she doesn't know how to lie yet. And right. when now now she knows how to say, "I'm just looking." Right. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> So they steal your time and they steal your knowledge. So when they're stealing your time, what is, what's going on? What does that mean? They call you, right? So you, you do the intake call and then you do the CMA, you market analysis. That's sure. 20 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. 10 minutes if you're good, 30 minutes it takes you longer or if it's a more difficult comp. To do your comp, you might drive you 30 minutes. It might take you an hour and a half depending on your market to get there. You run an appointment, solid appointment, hour, hour and a half, shitty appointment, 10 minutes, whatever. Right. But then you get your drive back. So they're taking your time. Another thing they do, they're still your knowledge. They want to know what the market, what's going on in the market, what's going on in the neighborhood, what their houses work, what other investors are willing to pay. So these are all the things they're stealing and they're not promising you anything. Right? Correct. That's exactly and then, what's happening. And then they'll mislead you because after you've given them all the information, I need to think it over. I like your offer. Let me talk to my husband. Let me talk to my wife. Let me talk to my son. Let me talk to my daughter. All that crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need to sleep on it. I need to pray about it. Whatever. Whatever right. you think I tell you so that you'll go away. And 
<laughs> mistakenly, they'll think they don't need you anymore. So they just tell you what it, whatever they need to tell you to go away. Right. And what happens after I think it over is there's this government agency where if someone doesn't want to talk to a salesperson anymore, they disappear. It's the prospect protection program. Right. I don't know if you guys ever ran into it, uh, but now that they've stolen all your knowledge, they don't need you anymore or they think they don't need you anymore. So, and you get unlimited access to their voicemail. You can call their voicemail anytime you want, morning, afternoon. You can always go straight to the voicemail. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but then also, you know, you'll, you'll call them from a different phone number and they'll answer. And they get offended that you pierce their master plan to hide from you. Yeah, they get offended, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so they lie, they steal, they mislead, they hide. So what do we do? We qualify, we talk about our offer, and then we try to close them, right? So what does that mean? How much do you want for your house, Mr. Homeowner? How soon did you want to move? Those are really crappy questions. We'll talk about them why later on. Uh, and then, but then after that, we talk about our offer. Here's uh, where your house is worth X because of A, B, and C. We talk about the market. We talk about other investors that we want to pay. And then we try really hard to sell them on working with us and how the process works. And we love this part. This is our favorite part because most of us love hearing ourselves talk. So this is an excellent part. This is the funnest part for us. And after we do all the talking, we try to close. And closing for a lot of us that are trained through other systems, we're either closing too hard or we're closing too soft. Closing too hard is that classic, you know, you write the paperwork out, you fill it out, you put the pen on it, you rotate it 180 degrees, slide it across the table, and you stare. <laughs> and the first word in the talk, First one to talk loses, right? I mean, that's a, that's a classic closing technique. The other is alternative close. You know, you guys are familiar with, was, will this be cash or credit, paper or plastic? Uh, <laughs> did you want that car in red or blue? Did you want to close on this house in the middle of May or were you looking to move in June? Right, that's alternative assumptive close. And then we got the Benjamin Franklin close. Let's put a T on the left side. We got all the reasons, the pros that work with us. On the right hand side, we got all the cons. And we're going to fill it all out, you know, and we're going to help them so much in filling out that side, right? The reasons to take our offer. And we're right. going to cons, and they're completely silent. <laughs> we just let them fill it out. And we're going to show, like, well, you got seven pros and three cons. Definitely you should take our offer. Yeah. Uh, so those are some of the hard closes. And then you got the super soft close, which is what I was really guilty of, which is you go through the whole thing, and you ask the very end, David, now that we've talked about this, what do you think? And that's the crappiest possible clothes you can have, but that was my clothes. So what do you think? So what do you and, think about my offer? Right. Yeah. I get and what's that? What is the natural answer to that question? Oh, it's a shitty offer. Of course. It's always. Or let me think about it. Or let me think about it. Right. And that you're Which just means I'm lying. Which means I'm lying. <laughs> so if we know that they lie to us and then we try to qualify with bad questions, that's not going to work in our favor. If we know that they're just going to steal our information and we're just going to talk about, talk about information, again, they're defeating our systems. And then if we just try to close and they mislead and hide, how's that system working for us overall? It's pretty good. It works, but we could do a lot better, right? Sure. Yeah, it, it does work, but it's a, it's a pretty, pretty bad system, right? Yeah, and it's very adversarial, right? We're working against each other in this system. So That's what correct. we do differently 
is we disqualify, we uncover, and then we confirm. So the way I like to describe it is if you take a sketch artist, if you go into, let's say you were mugged, right? You go to the police station, officer, I was mugged. Okay, here's the sketch artist over here. And you describe the guy, what his head was like, the eyebrows, the eyes, the nose, the mouth, whatever. And like every 10 minutes, 15 minutes, he'll turn it around. Is this what you said? Is this what he looks like? It's like, no, his, his eyes were a little further apart. Okay, he'll draw some more. Okay, how about now? Well, his nose was a little taller, whatever. But it's a communication between both parties to come together for a desired outcome. And that's the goal here when we're talking about uh, the perfect seller appointment. I love so, it. I love it. Okay. So, so what we want to so what we want to do, let me one second, let me grab my charger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what we want to do is we want to create a rules of engagement. And what rules of engagement basically means is you're not allowed to take it over. And we're just we're just squashing it up front in the very beginning of the meeting. So what we call this, this is a think it over crusher. So in order to have a strong upfront rules of agreement, we need to establish the purpose of the meeting, what the seller's agenda is, what our agenda is, and a clear outcome for the meeting. And that's the most important part is, not the most important part, but a very important part of it is the sure. outcome, right? Yes, mm -hmm. no, and when you say yes, exactly what yes means. Got it. So how do you open up the door to present your agenda and ask them at the same time what their agenda is? Yeah, so great question. Uh, so what we do in our team, uh, when we go to these appointments, we use, uh, we call it a ton. And a ton is really easy to remember because we all wanna make a ton of money. Uh, so a ton stands for appreciate, typically, obviously, naturally. Uh, so we start off, David, I appreciate you inviting me into your home. Typically, homeowners that we meet with want to know what we do, what we're willing to pay, and how soon you can get your money. Am I missing anything? No, those are the same questions you're gonna get every time, right? Obviously, David, for me to answer some of these questions for you, I'm gonna to have to ask you some questions. Some of them may even be very personal. Would you be comfortable with that? Yes, and that's important because if you get that agreement up front, later on, hey, that's a personal question. Oh, David, I'm so sorry. Remember in the beginning, I was telling you I had to ask you some personal questions. Are we still good <laughs> yeah. with that? All right, so A-T-O-N, a ton. What are they saying right. for again? This is great. This is, this is gold right here. Appreciate typically, obviously, naturally. And then naturally is, uh, and naturally at the end of our meeting today, one of two things is gonna happen. Either we don't do business together or we do. So David, if you don't feel comfortable with our offer, if it doesn't make sense for you, would you feel all right telling me that it doesn't make sense for you? Absolutely. Okay, and if, I, if you don't say anything besides a yes, can I just assume it's a no? Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. Likewise, David, we might decide at the very end of this that this is not one of the two houses I'm gonna buy between now and next month. If I tell you that I'm not gonna be buying your house, is that all right with you? Yeah. Okay. On the other hand, we may decide that this is a house that we wanna buy and this is a house that you wanna to sell to us. And if that's the case, what we're gonna do is we're gonna fill out the paperwork, getting that all in writing. Is that fair? That's fair. That's fair, absolutely. Right, so that's what we do. So that's the upfront agreement. And at that point, either 
we're doing business together at the end, or we're not, and there's no confusion one way or another. Now, if we didn't do a, an excellent job of disqualifying or not qualifying over the phone, whether there's other decision makers, there's other investors coming in whatsoever, they're gonna tell you right then and there that they can't have this agreement, right? Oh, I'm meeting with two other investors later on. So they say, oh, my biggest fear, David, is that we're gonna go and have, we're gonna go understand the situation, we're gonna make an offer that you're gonna like, but you can't do anything about it because you have these other two investors. Did I get that right? So how do you get around that? Yeah, that, I don't know if you're so, asking a question or. So that's, that's what I would ask the homeowner and they're gonna say, well, yeah, I said, okay, well, we have a problem. Got it, natural, okay. What's the problem? I say, well, you know, someone's gonna have to call these investors to tell them that not to come. <laughs> do you want me to do it? Would you like me to do that for you? Right. And that's, that's just a slide out, right? We don't necessarily need to make that call unless it's someone sure. we know. Right. But then we're getting that out of the way. Or they're saying, well, I can't, this is a really important decision. You know, I can't make a decision like this in one day and, and you know, just right now. Well, David, I have enough time here to, 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 for us to work this out together. Would you feel comfortable asking me enough questions so that you would know that you're working with the right person? Yeah. And we put that right back in their court, right? It's not our fault. If you can't, like, you need to ask enough questions so that we can figure out whether this makes sense or not. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So you're empowering them. Right. We want them to, to kick us out, but tell us no, but we don't, the last thing we want is think it over. Right. And sometimes they'll say, well, you know what? I don't, I, I, I made a commitment. I promised the other two investors that we're going to be meeting with all of them. I said, okay, great, David. I understand that. I came out here to buy a house. I didn't come here to just talk. So when should I come back so we can figure out whether we can buy this house or not? And we'll <laughs> leave. No, we shit. will leave. You don't even make an offer. No, we'll leave. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Because there's no, there's no point in making an offer if they're meeting with two other. Because we want to lock it up. So the big, the problem right. I, I used to run into a lot was that I would make an offer and I'd leave. And then it would get shocked. It would be, it would be, they'll tell the other investor where they, where they need to be and then they'll beat it or they'll take a lower offer because I didn't get a chance to defend myself. So we're not going to with that crap anymore, right? It's like, mm -hmm. we're here to buy a house. If you're not ready to sell our house today, so sell us your house today, no big deal. We're going to go we'll buy another one. Right. Yeah. That's our goal. Though. I get it. That's yeah, beautiful. I love that. And it's really important that we position ourselves properly, right? We're, we're here to buy between now and end of the month and, and between now and end of the quarter, whatever. We're looking to buy only two or three more houses. We just need to figure out this one of the house we're going to buy. doesn't sound like this is ready. You're ready to sell today. So we're going to go look at another house. And that's it. That's it. I love that. Wow. Um, and so another in the event that they, that they say, um, you know, I'm not the decision maker. Like it's my son. So I ran an appointment yesterday mm -hmm. and um, the son had gone through a divorce. He was at work. They need, he had already moved into his parents' house with his daughter. Right. And the dad met me at the house. So he didn't have, you know, he didn't own it. He didn't have signature authority with me. And luckily for me, they called off the radio. So there, and I asked him, you know, are you going to bring other investors out here? And he said, you, you know, no, I wasn't planning on it. And I actually encourage them to do so just mm -hmm. because I feel like, you know, it, it's going to make them trust me for one. 
And two, typically when I say that, they don't. They say, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. And then they just trust me even more. But it, it can right. backfire. Everything can backfire. You guys yeah. leaving can backfire because one of those other two people could essentially get the deal. Both ways have flaws. Right. So I was just curious on what your approach was when you aren't meeting with the decision maker or you have to have five people sign off. I mean, you know, 10 so, ideals have, have complications where you have, you know, five people need to sign something. So there's five people. So there's something we do. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a game, right? So let's say the wife is just in, like she's already moved to, Texas and she's the husband's back. It's just the husband's here, right? And he's got to relay everything to her. Like there's no way she's gonna be physically present. Right. In those situations, like if the people can be present, we're coming back. But if they can't be present, whatever reason, okay, David, hey, we're gonna go through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. All right, David, when you go talk to your wife, let me ask you. When she says, Hey, on a scale of one to ten, how much do we like Steve's offer or going with Steve? And you say, What would you tell her? <laughs> well, again, I love it. You're empowering them. Right. And you'll say, it's great. Right. You say 10. Great. We're good. Right. You say seven. Oh, shoot. We missed something. What did we miss? Right. Right. So we want you to be at a 10 when you go talk to her. Because you got to sell her. Yeah. Because like essentially they become the salesperson at that point, which is, which is difficult because, you know, they, they may be dealing with family or, you know, most of the time they are. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, so that. We, all right, so we play, we play the game. Um, yeah. So the other thing we'll do, so this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about a moment ago. Uh, we'll go for no. Uh, so we'll go for no as quickly as we can. So sometimes this right here was like, we need to go somewhere else. Like this sound like we're going to be buying a house today. No, 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 please don't go. Right? That could that be again? Like, Can you repeat that one more time, Steve? We got to go for no. You got to go for no okay. at the appointment. But just because we say no doesn't mean the meeting's necessarily over. So we're like, David, doesn't sound like this one house we're going to buy today. You want to talk to those two other investors? I understand. We can come back later. When should I come back? And then you're going to be like, oh, shit, Steve's leaving. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I, I love it. Right. So your guys' oh. main objective, you and your team, is mm-hmm. to walk out of the house with the signed contract. We're going to get a signed contract, and that's it. Will we do follow-ups? Sometimes there are follow-ups, but there's a lot more of like yes or no than there's follow-ups. There's a lot fewer follow-ups now than there were before. Right, because at that um, point, you know that the answer is yes or no. Like as you're right. in the house. So you're just, it kind of eliminates the need for follow-up unless it, it is needed, of course. So right. interesting. Uh, That's awesome, man. Yeah. I love the approach. I love that they lie, cheat, steal, all the above, man, because they do. It's so funny. It happened to me today. And just like you were saying, like, you should go talk to other investors. We do the same exact thing. Sure. Oh, I'm meeting with a realtor. Oh, that's great. So when are you going to sign with that realtor? Or I'm talking to other investors. Awesome. I'm sure their offers higher than ours. So what, what, what are you guys closing with that other investor? Right. And they're like, we haven't signed a contract yet. Oh, yeah. what? why haven't you signed with the other contracts? Right. And they'll, sell, they'll tell you why. What's wrong with the other contracts? So when you make your offer, you make sure you take care of that problem. You button that, you button that up. <laughs> That's another great strategy. Man, I love so, it. So we go, so go for no. And sometimes we got to end the meeting to start the meeting. So we've had this, right? Like, you know what? We're just too far apart, David. We're not going to be able to buy your house. And we'll leave. And then we'll get a call later on. Or maybe during, like, oh, you know what? We can do this. 
and it's classic negotiations, but how many of us feel comfortable actually doing it? Yeah. The only so. time I feel comfortable leaving a, a situation is if I'm at a car dealership. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's what's ever it's trained into you. You got to leave if you don't you know, like the deal, but like when you're, but I've never left on that type of a, like, like the way that it's being framed, I think is brilliant. You know, yeah. you thing where it's like, I'm here to do business. If you don't want to do business with me right now, then I'm going to go do some business with somebody else. And here's my right. number. Call me when you are ready. I don't, exactly. I'm not here to, yeah, I'm not here to waste time. I love that because I was just talking the other day. I had uh, me and Gary Boomershine did a podcast together. He's the uh, owner of REI Vault and realestateinvestor.com. And mm -hmm. we were talking, uh, we talked about so many things. But one of the things that we were talking about is how a lot of these people, you know, they're just liars. They just lie to you. And so it, it folds in so well with this episode. Steve, yeah. good stuff, man. Good stuff. Tell so, us about your event. Uh, so the event, we're going to be doing it on May 25th, so about a month from today. It is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so I did a poor job of planning because I'm an action taker and details often get missed. Sure, that happens. Uh, so what happens is this is going to be the Saturday Memorial Day weekend. So, um, but it's going to be an all day event. Uh, it's going to be, we're going to go over this in greater detail. So we're going to go over this over the course of, uh, two or three hours. And we're going to do some role playing too, because this is a whole nother language, right? Like your brain isn't wired to work this way. So we're going to have to practice too on the, some of these tools that we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. And then after that, so we provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, we're going to break out for lunch. We're going to stop by my office. The hotel's across the street from my office. I intentionally chose an, a hotel that's close and convenient and also cheap. It's not a, like a bad hotel. It's just stupidly priced. So it's great for everybody. Cool. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, and so uh, we're going to break out for lunch, stop by my office, go back. And then the rest of the day, we're just going to implement my entire blueprint, how my team's running deals. So, um, you know, I've spent a couple hundred grand on personal development. And in doing so, I know I'll go to a conference and I have this yellow legal pad that they always give you, right? That's always one of the freebies they give you. And you, you fill it out and you'll have two or three pages. Sometimes it's five or seven pages and you bring it back home and there's so much crap on there. What ends <laughs> up happening, if you're anything like me, is it sits on the desk and nothing gets done. And that's, that's the worst thing that can happen. So uh, what we're doing is everyone, we're encouraging everybody, not encouraging, everyone has to bring their laptop and we're going to implement my entire business in the second half of the day. So when you yeah, leave awesome. at seven, you're going to have basically a franchise of our operations. So you can't help but dominate when you get back to your market. Man, that sounds awesome. Steve, where would somebody go to learn more about this event and purchasing tickets? You have a website set up for it? Uh, no, I don't have a website because we're actually trying to make this a small event. So we only want to have 30 people because I don't, I generally don't believe you can serve more than 30 people, you know, at a time. I want to make this like a classroom, like when we grew up in school, you know? Right, uh, so, right. Uh, what I'm having right now is everyone's got to go and apply for this. So I have it on, uh, if you go to my Instagram profile, uh, there's a, a link in there for uh, applying for the workshop. And you got to apply. Got to make sure it makes sense for everybody because what I don't, I don't want is someone that's on their last dollar because it doesn't make sense for them to come. And I don't necessarily want someone that's doing 10 deals a month. If you're doing 10 deals a month, like go to a better event than mine. This is for someone that's doing between, you know, zero and 10 deals a year that's looking to just 
add fuel to their to their business. Add fuel to their business. I love it, man. So, the, so there's an application that you can fill out if you're interested. The event is yep. on Saturday of Memorial Day weekend. So that's coming yep. up a couple of weeks. Yeah. What's the date, the exact date? May 25th. May 25th. Okay, cool. So that's a month essentially from, from yesterday here. Yeah. Um, and then they, they can apply on your Instagram, like the mm -hmm. link on your Instagram. What's the, what's the, the, the handle name? Steve.trang, T-R-A-N-G. Steve, S-T-E-V-E dot Trang, T-R-A-N-G. Mm -hmm. Man, I love it. Man, that's awesome. Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I like these episodes where there's tons of gold nuggets that are given. Um, and it wasn't, you know, a crazy long episode as well. So a lot of our listeners, listeners and viewers provide a lot of feedback that they like the shorter clips. So awesome. Awesome. thanks for coming on guys. If you're new to real estate investing, check out freewholesalecourse.com um, or the book that we just wrote my, myself, David Dodge and Mike Slane, my, my co-host and partner, the ultimate guide to um, wholesaling real estate. It's available on, on Amazon. And Steve, you have a podcast as well. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's Real Estate Disruptors. And it's basically just all these guys that are just crushing it in their business. Uh, so we've been, we recorded our 53rd episode uh, just a couple of days ago. We've been up and running for about a year. Um, and it's just these guys that, you know, you, you, you look at these massive operations and you think, oh, it's got to be complicated. They've got problems just like we've all got problems. They might have different kinds of problems, but they're, they're just opening up the entire business, right, for people to pick it apart. And, you know, it's funny, I get the feedback a lot. Man, you ask the best questions. You know, you're asking the exact questions I want to ask. And for me, you know why? Because I want to know what the hell is going on in their business. So yeah, I can implement it. Absolutely. <laughs> I love so, that. So Real Estate Disruptors, that's the name of the podcast? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you that's can find awesome. it on iTunes or you can check it out on YouTube. All right, guys, check it out. Steve Trang, Real Estate Disruptors. This is David Dodge, your host. We are signing off. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.